0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. We'll see what the province uh, does indeed say today. Let's turn our attention to the leader of the Liberal Party in the province. Uh, They put out some very uh, well-researched, very, how would I put it, uh, stark numbers in terms of the economics that the province is facing and that the provincial government is facing. Stephen Del Duca, uh, Ontario Liberal leader, joins me now on the Bill Kelly Show. Stephen, it's Greg Brady. Thanks very much for making the time
1: today. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: Well, like I said, it's a uh, it's very comprehensive. You really uh, do th- this study and this release today breaks it down in terms of uh, the new classroom locations, new caretakers, new educators, uh, and none of these things are inexpensive uh, to to say the very least. Do you? What was the motivation? What was the uh, sort of? How did this manifest itself to unveil this plan? And and especially, I think parents appreciate it to do it region by region.
1: Well, look, we're we're about five weeks away from the scheduled start of the school year, and I yes, I'm a politician, but I'm also a parent, and you know, my wife and I we have two daughters. Uh, our older daughter is going into grade eight, and our younger daughter is going into grade four. Mm-hmm. And I think over the last couple of months, we, like many other parents, most parents across Ontario, have felt a great deal of anxiety over the issue that we don't know for sure what's happening come September. And I know it's not an easy issue to unpack for any government. Uh, I got to a point just uh, about a week and a half ago where I said to myself and to my team, we can't just criticize. We can't just say the Doug Ford government's not doing enough, though I believe they're not doing enough on education. We have to put out some ideas that tell people that there is a way to get this done. It is, our plan today is comprehensive. I believe it's the best way to go forward to make sure that our students and everyone else in the education system can be safe come September. I think it's a good plan in terms of helping our economy to continue to reopen so moms and dads can go back to work as we enter and stay in stage three, hopefully right around the province. Mm -hmm. And I sincerely hope Doug Ford will steal the plan and implement it over the next five weeks. I'm I'm nervous that he won't, uh, but I sincerely hope that he does.
0: Stephen Del Duca is our guest leader of the Liberal Party. I'll lay this out, uh, just some of the raw numbers for our, our audience regionally. In Hamilton, 320 additional caretakers, 710 additional educators, and 650 new classroom locations. In London, it's 820 classroom locations. 860 educators, 440 additional caretakers. Explain, if you can, to the audience what new classroom locations means. That's that's within the body of a high school itself or an elementary school itself, or is that a completely separate uh, address in terms of a location?
1: It would be a combination of both. So, of course, we'd use all of our elementary schools. And, and the number for, for new classrooms or non-conventional classrooms. It's mostly the elementary system that we're talking about. There's a slightly different approach we're proposing – take place for for high schools but for elementary schools it would be the schools themselves and then other public spaces community centers libraries arenas perhaps spaces that are privately owned frankly even outdoors there are many Mm -hmm. places in the world including places where the weather gets cold like it does here in Ontario uh, that do have some outdoor classroom learning and so I'm calling on the government to work with our municipal partners and the private sector and others to try to find those alternative non-conventional classrooms Make sure that there's a certified teacher at the front of those unconventional classrooms. And the reason for that is so that in the elementary grades, no more than 15 students are actually in any one of those traditional or non-conventional classrooms so that they can all be physically distant so that they can be safe.
0: Uh, Is there anything to learn from uh, a prototype, if you will, from what Quebec did? And Quebec did this obviously before the summer break. Um, You know, they were the primary province despite cases in Montreal. So they didn't do the city of Montreal, but kids everywhere besides Montreal went back uh, for several weeks in late May, early June. Only about two thirds of parents decided to send those particular kids. But for the most part, Stephen, it was deemed uh, a success. Education experts said it went very, very well.
1: Yeah, we have a lot to learn here in Ontario, not just from the Quebec example, but there are dozens of examples from around the world where places have gotten it right and places have realized that they could probably do a better job. And one of the reasons I wanted our plan to be completely comprehensive, and I also recognize that some parents might not feel comfortable for their kids to go back to school, regardless of how good the plan is. And some kids may be vulnerable. They may be immunocompromised. That's why we've included a specific and ambitious provision to help provide up to 400,000 new devices like for technology for the students to be able to stay at home if they need to and continue to learn and more funding for professional development for teachers so that they can be online if they need to be as well
0: so how far behind in your estimation is the ford government i think if they the one thing i'd say is if they'd announced a a grand plan for you know right before labor day weekend and they'd announced that in june we'd be we'd be critical in saying we don't know what the next eight weeks are going to bring in terms of case numbers or, or in terms of more medical research. That, as we as we all know, we've we've seen this virus evolve, but our knowledge has evolved uh, uh, along with it since March and April. What how far do you feel they're behind?
1: I think, unfortunately, they're really far behind. I've had the chance now to speak with several dozen partners in education from around the province and from the child care sector. And the scariest thing to me is that most of those partners have told me they frankly haven't even heard from the government. We're only five weeks away. So I think this should have been an all-hands-on-deck moment back in March. I think if the government had, had rallied sort of the troops, to put it that way, and figured out some semblance of a plan way back then, we'd, we'd probably be in much strong, stronger shape. But we can't look backwards. We've got about five weeks. I have immense confidence in the people of Ontario to be able to reorient towards something, I again, I hope— we see the premier step to the microphone this week and say, whatever it costs, whatever we have to do, public education is one of his core responsibilities. We're going to get this right. Let's do something ambitious and bold, and I hope he steals my plan. I don't think he will, mm. but I sincerely, again, I sincerely hope that he will. Stephen
0: DelDuke is our guest leader of the Liberal Party uh, of the province of Ontario. Uh, we, we're both parents, uh, but we also both probably know a lot of teachers. What would you say the average psyche is of a teacher and does it vary from someone who's teaching say grade 12 history and economics and maybe doesn't have to get as quote-unquote hands-on with with his or her students as we're talking a junior kindergarten teacher where we know what that's like it's obvious um, that there's a lot more you know close interaction and and you know you can't prevent that at at those ages
1: oh I I think it does vary but but pretty much across the board every teacher that I've spoken to is Again, anxiety off the charts. They don't know what it's going to look like. They've all heard different different sets of ideas coming out from different boards. that They don't think, they're, and they're right, there hasn't been any province-wide sort of minimum guideline. Uh, I think there are a lot of teachers who might be a little bit older, who might be a little bit more vulnerable. Again, they themselves might be immunocompromised or have family members at home that are immunocompromised. Our plan actually takes that into account. There'd be enough new teachers in the system that we would bring online so that if there were teachers who couldn't, teach, we'd be able to take care of that. And again, I think if the government signaled to those teachers that might not have the capacity or would be vulnerable to go back into a classroom that they don't have to, uh, that there are other things that within the system that they could help with. But again, they, they haven't provided that, that level of clarity. I, I, I hope they will. I, teachers, educators, they need to know that the government's also going to be on their side. Because when my daughters go into their classroom in September, when any child in Ontario goes into a classroom or is learning. You want the person at the front of that classroom to actually be motivated and energized and enthusiastic and not not freaking out because they're worried about their own health so the government really does need to step up and say something definitive and i expect we're going to hear more this week i'm nervous that it's not going to be particularly bold or ambitious and they're frankly going to try mm. to keep out on this one which on public education we can't afford to do but i've got my fingers crossed that i'll be proven wrong and they'll actually do something Ambitious.
0: yeah it'll have a domino effect if parents don't feel confident sending their kids right. back then there's uh, that affects every single workplace in our province so I, we're right. tight for time but a caller wants to know a listener wants to know how how about accommodating rural areas and internet connections there's going to have to be some sort of online option uh, in some right. communities and that's something that the province obviously struggled with again with with little planning they had to they had to move quickly yep. but they've had the time now to plan these things and there's concerns from from parents about this.
1: Yeah, as there should be. So we've set aside in our plan, this is again a province wide number, up to $200 million that would be set aside for new devices and assistance with technology. To put that, to break that down, if it was just for devices, that would be able to fund up to 400000 across the province. If it needs to, if it needs to be to help support some of the infrastructure, the broadband infrastructure expansion, it could be as well. But that caller is 100% right. We can't leave any part of Ontario behind.
0: Appreciate the time. Uh, thanks very much, Stephen. I greatly uh, greatly appreciate you making uh, the time for our audience to lay that out for us.
1: Thank you. My pleasure. Take care.
0: Got it. Ontario Liberal leader Stephen Del Duca. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.